Welcome to On the Brink, a fresh lens to take you and your business to new heights. Hi, I'm Andy Simon. I'm your host and your guide. And as you know, my job is to help you get off the brink and soar again. I go looking for people who are going to help you see, feel, and think in new ways so that you can step back like an anthropologist, observe what's going on, and really begin to think about who am I? Where am I going? What's my company all about? How do I fit? Really deep questions that give you some awareness, reflection, resilience. But unless you can be a little anthropological and look at it through a fresh lens, you get so caught up in it, you're not quite sure what's going on. So today, I have a wonderful woman with you, with me. Her name is Elizabeth Rosenberg. Now, Elizabeth is going to tell you her own life's journey, more than I can tell you in her bio. But she's on a real quest to help others begin to see themselves, I'll call it their personal brand as she does, but it's deeper than that. It's not casual. It's not in their dress code. It's in who are you and how am I really living the life I want to live? And if I'm not, how do I find that life? Remember during the pandemic, you heard a lot about you only live once. Well, that's been the case forever. And every day is a gift. So how are we going to make it easier for you to live the best life you have, knowing better who you are, what you're looking for, and how to get there? Elizabeth is shaking her head. I'm going to turn it back to her. Elizabeth, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. That was one of the most, I think, beautiful and um perfect intros that I've ever had. So I very much appreciate you having me on the show. You mean you don't want me to ask you three questions and we'll be done. That's not our style. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For our listeners and our viewers, uh, Elizabeth came to me by chance and I wasn't really quite sure why. And as we talked, I know there's good reason for you to listen carefully because she's got a message that you're going to want to know more about. And so I'm going to let her talk about her own journey because it has some Uh, catalytic moments in it. And I must tell you, everyone I'm bringing on has a crisis of some kind, some catalytic moment where their brain goes, whoosh, there's something going on here. Please, Elizabeth, who are you? And tell us about yourself. My name is Elizabeth Rosenberg, and I'm the founder of The Good Advice Company. Uh, To many, I am a marketing and communications consultant and a personal branding expert. But I think to my friends and my clients and my family, I'm much more than that, as I really love to dive into exactly what you were talking about. The the who, the why, what is our legacy? What are we meant to be? Why, why are we meant to be here? What are we meant to do? Uh, my story is fairly simple and I think is probably very re- relatable to most. I've had a 25-year career in public relations and marketing. Um, a few years ago, I experienced severe corporate burnout while I was the global head of communications for a large um, ad agency. I landed myself in the emergency room with a migraine where I lost all of my motor skills. And I know we talk about that moment where we all have crisis and we all kind of, we all kind of hit our, our rock bottom. The thing that's fascinating about that is everyone's rock bottom is different. Um, for some, it can be a moment where you land in the emergency room. For others, it can be an emotional moment. For others, it can be a spiritual moment. For others, it can be a mental moment. Um, we all have to kind of, I think, take agency and what that moment means to us and then what we choose to do with it next. From there, I went on a very deep health and wellness journey in addition to to switching my job, which I thought would save everything and help everything. 
Um, I was sure that I had a brain tumor and I was dying and all of the things. And after months of testing and um, finally, I think taking some time to really reflect, I realized that I had just burned out from corporate America. I went into another job and alas, the pandemic hit. So I actually quit that job on March 2nd of 2020, literally what days before the world closed down and uh, ventured out on my own um, with a new company. And from there, I have kind of followed the path as it's led me versus um, I think doing what most of us do as futurists, we future forecast and we try to figure out where the path is leading us. So I've definitely had a lesson in the last few years of being present and kind of seeing what the world is offering me versus um, trying to make it happen. And from there, I've uncovered kind of a, a new process that I've been working on that's been really exciting in terms of branding and uncovering our purpose. It's so interesting. I have a good friend who was over for dinner, and she's a psychotherapist. And she said, I've been reading Buddha again, and I'm wondering about how we can get into the present. You just said that. And the importance of being in the moment and not moving. The past is past. The future is un unknown. Um, but what are we doing now to really gain perspective on, on both, you know, the context you gave us your history? We're not quite sure where you're going, but we do know that you're beginning to discover new value in what you know and how you do it. And it's not just the PR and communication stuff. It's in how you're transforming people's lives. So talk about your new company and the new process that you have and what you're discovering both about yourself and about the people that you're helping, because it's very powerful. Thank you. Through my own health and wellness journey, I really started to uncover different forms of healing. I did everything from Eastern medicine to Western medicine to spiritual medicine, new age, everything in between. And through that, uh, I really tapped into mindfulness and uncovered that I was quite intuitive. And through training, and again, listening with different ears, and really trying to remain present and, and um, focused on the day-to-day, -day, um, I uncovered that I'm a medium. It took me about two years to feel comfortable enough to tell that story externally, I think my friends and my family knew I've I'd, I'd always had this intuition. Every job I've ever been in, my boss has always said in my review, oh, you're so intuitive. So I think they probably knew something I didn't. And um, I really started to tap into that practice. I think a lot of people think that meditating is the way to get there. For me, it was a lot of breath work. Um, I did a past life regression. I have done Chinese medicine. I've done energy work. So I've really tried to look at all modalities I could to get me to where I needed to go. And through this process, I really wanted to kind of tie in my side hustle, as you could say, or my hobby with my job. And it just really naturally presented itself. I was, I was working with one client on her personal brand, her guides came through in the middle. I was mortified, like, oh my God, what is happening? And, and why, why is this happening? And then I realized the strength that it had in it. And if I could do I, an intuitive reading of which I tap into the Akashic records and then really pair that with behavioral analytics about who you are. And then the PR part of what I do 
really uncovering that story within the story. Uh, we all have imposter syndrome and we all feel unworthy at times. And a lot of what I do is listening to what makes somebody amazing and what makes someone themselves and bring that to the forefront tied in together with the data that I've gotten in the first few sessions. And from that, I uncovered this beautiful, authentic version of yourself. And then a lot of it is coaching to help you feel comfortable enough to put that person out in the world. It's interesting. Are you suggesting, people have asked me about imposter syndrome. And um, in fact, we did a panel on it with a bunch of women and, and they said, well, when when did you discover, you know, the imposter syndrome? I said, I think when I grew up, um, I never was anywhere where I felt I was well prepared for it. And I always just sort of rolled up my sleeves. My nature is to be an explorer. And I've been defined uh, by the culture index as a philosopher. And I was always quite willing to be under skilled, underqualified and, um, and curious. And it allowed me to impose myself in jobs. I was SVP of one bank, EVP of another bank. Did I know banking? No, I was an anthropologist. <laughs> and they they imposed <laughs> on me their help and their expectations, what I could bring. But I had no idea what I was doing. And it was okay. Um, but I, I look back on it and I'm sort of fascinated by this whole word imposter that makes it seem as if everybody should be knowing um, when most of the time we are not quite sure what the environment is unless you take a job that's so well defined and you know exactly how to do it most of the time you're in a betwixt and between land and um, and then when I got into healthcare, I had no idea what I was really doing they had no idea what I was going to be doing but they loved me and I said okay I'll take it let's try and figure out how to help um, and when I launched my business, um, my PR guy said, you're a corporate anthropologist that helps companies change. And I went, bingo. Mm, was I an imposter? Did I have a business? What was I doing? But I loved his brand. And his one sentence was enough to create mine. And so to your point is that as you're talking, I'm saying, yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> Who are we? Mm -hmm. Talk some more about now that you've come to the aha moment where you know better yourself, you're a medium, you intuit, you can feel. My hunch is that there's a sixth sense that you pick up on. You're smiling at me. Um, but I do think I want, I want to get a little bit more um, of your wisdom for the listener or the viewer so that it is, it, it's tangible for them. They can see how it might help them. You could have helped me for years try to figure out what yeah. it really was um, until John Rossigan said, that's who you are. I said, okay, that's what I am. You're right. <laughs> Talk to us, Elizabeth, a little bit more. A little bit about the imposter syndrome. I I learned a lot about it through a program called I Am Remarkable, which was actually created through Google. And anybody, any of your listeners can take it. Um, you just sign up. And it is a beautiful way for everyone to acknowledge their imposter syndrome and how to work through it. I do believe that your imposter syndrome, as exactly you were talking about, can actually be your, your strength. There's something so beautiful about going into a job where you don't know everything. What a boring life that would be if you're, if you're in something where you're not learning something new every day. And also, I think we forget that we are bringing something new into a field into an organization into a team if we don't know everything there's always something that you are bringing in that's new 
So it's just, it's fascinating because every executive I've ever worked with has had imposter syndrome, men, women, any ethnicity, any, you know, it's just, we all suffer from it. So I think if we can all kind of collectively decide that we are imposters and that might be our strength, there's something actually quite beautiful in it. In terms of how I help my clients, I help them see what they can't themselves. Just like the, the coach that you worked with of, of really giving you that line of who you are. But more importantly, I think it's very important that we as a society, especially in corporate America, really start defining ourselves by who we are, not necessarily what we do. Mm-hmm. We all work. It's that is just we have to. It is what we do. Whether you define yourself as a mother or you define yourself as a stay-at-home parent or corporate executive, right? We all have that brand of of what it is that we do for a living. But the beauty is lost in actually talking about what kind of people we are. When you die, your legacy is not going to be like, oh, well, she did this, he did this. We want to be known for are we kind? Are we thoughtful? Are we compassionate? Are we funny? You know, do we bring strength to others? Do we bring others joy? I just think that there's something so lost in that. And that was also an aha pandemic moment for me as people were dying and, and obituaries were starting to read like resumes. I was like, Oh God, if I die tomorrow and, and my resume says that I worked for this brand and I did this and I did this and nothing says anything about who I actually am as a person, like what life was I living? How awful. And now a word from our sponsors, Simon Associates Management Consultants. That's us. And we're here to help you see, feel, and think in new ways. Whether you are an organization that's stuck or stalled, or an individual in that organization who's looking to rethink their own life's journey, Simon Associates has designed programs and processes to help you do just that. Our first book, On the Brink, A Fresh Lens to Take Your Business to New Heights, told the stories of seven clients who were stuck or stalled, and a little anthropology helped them see things through a fresh lens reignite their growth, and soar again. My new book that came out in January 2021 is called Rethink, Smashing the Myths of Women in Business. It's all about how 11 women, including myself, were able to see past the hurdles, the glass ceilings, and the brick walls and become the best that they could be. They heard things like women aren't lawyers and women can't lead and women aren't in geosciences. And they said, of course we are. And they really pushed through and did it with such ease that they want other women to see what's possible. At the end of the book, I provide a bit of a how-to process for you. If you're on the brink of rethinking your own life's journey, it's time to pause, step back, and ask yourself, where am I going? What's my passion and my purpose? And am I there, or can I get there? Send us your emails to info at andysimon.com, and we'll get right back to you to see how we can help. On andysimon.com are some free chapters for both books. And you can also join our newsletter and our Facebook group, Rethink with Andy Simon. We are bringing together women to help other women do what they can't do by themselves, very often to see what's possible and become the best that they can be. Come join us. And now back to our podcast. So as you work with your clients, because I can feel mm-hmm. my audience smiling, um, as you work with them, you're helping them identify not just are they in the right career or job, but also are they living the life that gives them the most, I hate using the word purpose, but that sense of meaning, you know, we're meaning makers as humans, mm-hmm. out of context, we don't exist. 
So in some ways, we're trying to find our meaning in the context of what we're doing. And what you're saying is that it shouldn't be just about what you did, but who you are and how you brought meaning to others so they too could prosper. And yeah, am I right? Yes. Yes, that is exactly right. And as you do, Um, how do you do it? I'm curious. I tap, again, I tap into the Akashic Records, which for your audience is an intuitive place to go is the best way to describe it. That is like your soul's library. It is a, it is a journey from past, present, future. As I tap into that place, I can steer a conversation with, with the knowing that I'm talking to universe, light, whatever it is that you want to refer to it as. And truly ask them, what is your soul's purpose? What is the, what is, and I believe that we have many, by the way, but what is your soul's purpose? And then what is the life purpose? So how are you actualizing that purpose in this lifetime? The funny thing is we are all already living our purposes. That's right. We just need to be reminded that we're doing it in a way. I think that's quite beautiful. Um, I also think in ways that are much more simple than we're thinking. But I don't just work with clients who are in, you know, a, a place of inflection in their lives, are in change, are are struggling. I work with a lot of clients who are actually quite successful, who are just missing that purpose, who are missing that part of their life that's missing and feeling like they just aren't living up to, I think, the, the greater good, right? That you're just stuck in a hamster wheel and you're just doing your everyday life, whether it's your personal life, your professional life. And I believe that when you can tap into your purpose, how you live changes drastically. It's so interesting listening to you. I was with, I was at a conference last week and I was talking to a woman who had during the conference, the epiphany that what she was doing was more important than she thought what she was doing. And it was a very interesting um, listening because all of a sudden she realized that the role she did, the things she did were very good. And her business was a very good business, but it wasn't the purpose, a sufficient amount of purpose for her to feel purposeful. You know, Mm -hmm. it was tactical and practical and it was good, meaningful, Mm, hadn't reached that point. And as she was going through, this was an International Women's Day event in D.C. As she was going through it, she had that epiphany where her brain took it to the next stage. How lovely to witness that. Well, it was interesting because she was talking about it and and me being who I am said, you've just been elevated to the next level. And she looked at me mm-hmm. and said, think about what you just said. And they think that you have a good business and you do good work. It has a bigger meaning, more purpose and power for others than just what you're, she said, yeah. And I went, oh, and was sort of like, Ooh, but you know, and how lovely to facilitate that. I think that's so amazing. Well, my challenge in life is that that's what I do. I listen more, try to hear what people are saying instead of in a context like you. I mean, I learned that when I discovered anthropology, it wasn't tactical and practical. It was who I was as a person, not a job I was going to do. And I listen, trying to figure out stuff. It's a weird world. Um, but, but as you're talking, I'm excited because it is hard to find others who can um, do really something. I've stopped bringing coaches onto the platform as much as I can. But but there are too many women coaches who, or even men who are trying to do coaching 
in a way that isn't tapping into the inner soul. It's just sort of on the tactical, practical side. There's nothing wrong with it, um, but it's another. You are really transformational. Thank you. It's so, as you're talking, I'm like, ooh, do I start calling myself a soul anthropologist? I'm kind <laughs> of liking that phrase, that thought. Um, but it is, you know, on the coaching front, there's something very different that I do than coaching. I think there are people that need coaching at a certain time in their life. I think there are people who need personal development and therapy at a certain time in their life. I think there are people who need what I offer at a certain time in their life. We are all at different places in our own personal development journey. And you have to recognize where you are. There are so many clients that come to me that say, I got your name from someone and I can't wait to work with you. And you know, this is where I am and this is what I want to do. And I say to them, I am not the right person for you. You are, you need coaching right now. Here, here are three or four amazing coaches. Talk to them. And it's a lot like dating. You know, you really have to, when you're looking for a therapist, you're looking for a coach, you're looking for somebody to guide you through different parts of your life. You really need to make sure that you are working with someone who is going to hold you accountable and also get you to that next place. Somebody that you can manipulate and somebody that you can be quite complacent with is not going to get you anywhere. You're just throwing money away. Yeah. So know what you need when you need it. Uh, But that's very uh, important for uh, us to echo. Um, no, No one size fits everyone. Um, you need to know who you are, which often requires a little bit of assessment before you start. And what it is you're trying to fix? Because often I find, as I coach, I'm a John Matone trained executive coach. And thank you, John Matone. Um, but but I often find that the, the issues that come with bring out my consulting job more than my coaching job. Um, they need ideas on how to fix um, a business or even for personal problems. Um, but but if you do through the coaching methodology and trying to get them to elicit solutions, they don't know what to do. They haven't got in their toolkit. There's nothing there that comes through. So you got to exactly. begin to you know provide the consultative ideas that might generate some. Oh, that's what I should do, and off they go. Um, but it's it, people are complicated, and and you have found a a way to help them in a particular fashion. It is, it is very specific because I also do tap into obviously the marketing and PR aspect. I mean, I, I love marketing and PR. It is still the thing that it just, it it is my adrenaline hit. And what I really want to do is help again, executives, leaders, business owners, also media optimize their brands. The, The PR landscape has changed so drastically in the last few years. Everything's behind a paywall. Um, there's actual news that journalists need to be writing about. Being able to media optimize your own brand, to talk about thought leadership in a way that is interesting, that has a relatable story to tell, um, will not only, I believe, impact other people with your story, but it it always grows your business. I mean, I've had clients who've had op-eds in Fast Company, who've had six-figure salary raises just because they've changed their narrative as to this is the impact that I want to make on the world. This is the purpose that I'm living. And this is the type of business that I want to be doing. So we only have, as you said, we only have one life to live. You you might as well be happy when you're doing it. Yeah. But you know, what you just said was very powerful. Um, All of a sudden, the next stage in our journey 
opened up to them because they had time to sit with you and really dig into who they were and what was of great value. What's a brand? Anyhow, it answers the question, why you? And it does it in a rich fashion so that when you begin to tell that, people learn something from it or gain something from it, or you you give and share something with it. You know, the only person, a reason to have a brand is to do something with it. You know, what, what is what is the, the purpose? So it's very exciting. And as you do that, you get further affirmation that what you're doing has real value, huh? Always. And you always make more money doing it too. <laughs> Once you're actually doing something that you really love to do, it just, I believe it's like the, the power of the law of attraction, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're actually inviting in a very different level of energy. You're inviting in different people as well. I think you're inviting in people who elevate you energetically, who are excited about what it is that you're building. And um, that also, I believe, brings you more abundance and more joy in your life is every day. Sounds like you've got found the joyful way not to burn out, huh? You know, I have to be reminded sometimes to still not burn out. I I genuinely believe that your body moves much um, faster than your mind, <laughs> and um, your body can burn or your body burns out much faster than your mind. So listen to what it is that your body's saying to you. And burnout is different for everyone. What might look like a series of migraines for one could be an eye twitching for another, could be lack of sleep for somebody else. Everyone has different ways of manifesting stress in their lives. So it really comes down to if you're listening to your body or not. But that's the, it, it's hard to do that, just like it's hard to be present. Yes, right. We move too quickly as a society and as a race. So we need to be more cognizant of the little messages and the little things that we're getting on a regular basis. And I always tell my clients, you need an hour of self-love, you know, start your day with a workout, with a walk in the woods, you know, have a cup of coffee and sit quietly, meditate. If you want to Mm -hmm. listen to some mindfulness music, do something to quiet the body and get it going or end the day with some notes of gratitude and a little bit of kindness. It does wonderful oxytocin in your brain. But if you don't do self-care, how can you care for anybody else? And and then you exactly apart, right? It, it, a million percent. And I believe with a lot of my clients, finding that hour can be difficult. So even if you can't find that hour, find five minutes a couple times a day. I always tell everybody, if you can't find that time, build in five minutes to breakfast, lunch, and dinner of just sitting, breathing, being quiet, staying off of your phone. Yep. There's little things that you can make and everyone's meditation, I do believe looks different. Even though I'm intuitive and I can do 90 minute readings and sit there completely focused. I am a terrible meditator. Terrible. Your mind walking is my meditation. Your mind is is too fast. But I can go on a five-mile walk, listening to music, and just really connected to the world around me. Yep. And that is what brings me a lot of, um, it grounds me and brings me a lot of just kind of like calmness in my day as well. You know, it's interesting. I live in um, a rural area north of Manhattan. We found an old farm here, and it's right next to a nature walk. And so my 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 puppy, who's no longer a puppy, and I go for two miles, three-mile walks, and I talk to her and and there's nobody else out there. And it's sort of like my park. And, and by the time I come back, I feel 
ready for the day. And and exactly. it, it's just a little self-care. It's okay. You can enjoy that. It's okay. This is such fun. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth, if the folks want to reach you, where should they reach you? Um, the best place to reach me is thegoodadvicecompany.com. And I have a little toggle on there about personal branding. And then a lot of my own thought leadership and thoughts and hot takes on life can be found on LinkedIn as well. Good. So it's Elizabeth Rosenberg. And for our listeners and our viewers, wasn't this fun today? You know, I have a hunch as you're sitting there, you're saying to yourself, let's just sit still, let's be mindful, quiet down, take a little time for me. It's okay. Everything that has to get done will get done. It's okay. And besides, whoever cares for you and about you will be happy to do that with you. And so don't, don't, don't kill yourself. It's unnecessary. Anyway, I'm happy to always share great people. Elizabeth has been wonderful. And I thank all of you who send me at info at andysimon.com, your ideas, people you want me to pick up and talk to. Today I was in the UK and I had a great talk with someone in Kansas City. And now I have Elizabeth. I don't know where she is, but she is such fun. And the world is flat. Maybe not. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm really watching our podcast. It's in the top 5% of global podcasts. I can't thank our listeners enough for coming and joining and sharing. It's great fun. Um, my books are available at Amazon. Um, Rethink is about smashing the myths of women in business. Meet Elizabeth. She smashed it. And On the Brink is about how you can smash your company and turn it into something great using a little anthropology take it and think of it as a little bit of your personal branding at the same time step out look out and see what's inside and i'm always glad to share with you please stay well remember turn your observations into innovations and enjoy safe travels thanks elizabeth bye-bye now thank you